International Committee for the Freedom of the Cuban Five. For more information, call 510-219-0092 or visit www.lapeña.org. And you're listening to 94.1 KPFA in Berkeley, also 89.3 KPFA in Berkeley, 88.1 KFCF in Fresno, and online at kpfa.org. Please stay tuned for Cover to Cover. Cover to cover, I am your host this afternoon, Javelin Richards, and as always, you are my co-host as my KPFA listeners, and that means you have an opportunity that if you hear something interesting today or anytime I'm on the air, and you have a question that you want to ask that I just may not think about, then I want you to call in as my co-host and join in the conversation, and the number to call is 510 510- Eight four eight four four two five. That's five one zero eight four eight four four two five. And if you're outside the five one zero area code, then you will call eight hundred nine five eight nine zero zero eight. And before I welcome my guest today, I want to uh, say, just in case, I have some listeners at the end of Black History Month that a group of students who I happen to be friends with their teacher, Miss Gray, I'm not sure what they call her, but I promised them that I would have a poem for them. They are beautiful, wonderful, creative, passionate students, and all month they've been studying and listening to things about Black History Month, and I got so excited, and I want them to know, I want you to know each student that I I and your teacher, Mrs. Gray, we are thinking up something magical and wonderful to bring to you. And I just may pop up in your school to celebrate the end of Black History Month, but not the end of Black History. Not the end of your wonderful chocolateness, wonderful eyes and mouths and hands and feet that learn every single day with your teacher, Miss Gray. So she promised you that Miss Javelin would do something special, and we're working on it. We're working on it. We're working on it, okay? All right, and hopefully I'll see you soon. All right, got that part of it done. I promised them, and I had to keep my promise. So, KPFA listeners, I want to welcome today... A friend of mine, uh, Elaine Shelley, but more than a friend to me, she is a friend in the world. She is a writer, she's a crafter, and she's a coach. She's an author of Creative Creative Reinvention, How to Craft 
a heart made life. And actually, a few months ago, I had her on the air with me uh, with another guest who is a visual artist here in the Bay Area, and uh, they both were on. It was a really beautiful show, one of the best shows I've had. And Elaine wrote a book, and we talked about it then, and she's now living here in the Bay Area. This is the good news. So she's a part of our KPFA family, and she developed this book after reinvention reinventing methods based on her 20-year journey with chronic illness and disability. Elaine believes that any life, any circumstance can be creatively reinvented. So I want to welcome her uh, to talk with me to you today. Elaine, welcome to KPFA. Thank you, Jolyn. Thank <laughs> you for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. Absolutely. And welcome to the Bay Area. How's your journey been so far? I I love being here. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, I, I I'm in contact with people uh, back in the Midwest almost every day, and I hear about the weather and uh. the snow and the cold, and uh. and I just smile. You just smile. And one of the things I want to mention too is that I know that you've had a really warm welcome since you've been here. You you came here, and might I say that you are now yes, you can say that you're married person and you married yes, yes. yes and I was at your wedding as the maid of honor and also that you were welcomed not just by your life partner Maureen but by her church yes yes a very loving and supportive community yes and the name of the church the name of the church is city of refuge in, in Oakland and the reason I say that because I'm not a church person but my introduction to this is beyond being a church. This is a really beautiful, loving, diverse community. So I, I and certainly, and I was introduced to that through your wedding. So yes. I, I just yes. had to say that to, you know, to for myself, it made me rebelieve in a community of people getting together from a spiritual place, connecting and loving and supporting, particularly those people that are. Um, not as visible in the world. Right. Okay, so now you wrote this book. Tell us about the book. Well, um, uh, you got to witness a lot of my journey. Um, uh, I was uh, in the 80s. I, I was a journalist and, and um, had had this well-defined career track. And then um, all of a sudden, one day, uh, it, was, it got very difficult to function physically. And after several years uh, of trying to figure out what was wrong, uh, I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. And um, I, that took me on this very long and extended journey uh, into um, uh, living with, with disability, of going from uh, walking on two feet to walking with a cane to walking with a walker to walking using a manual wheelchair to, wa- to walking using a power wheelchair with uh, shoulder straps and a head head rest um, from living independently in the community to being a nursing home resident and this is all by the time i'm i'm forty years old and um, fast forward to today of of you know if you didn't know that about my past you wouldn't know that about me at all and um and I, I had to do some thinking as to how did that happen? How, how you know, what happened? 
it seems incredible to me to think that a f- very few years ago I couldn't take care of myself and now I'm not only taking care of myself I'm also taking care of my mother and and my new family so um I wanted to put that into words and that's that's how the book Creative Reinvention came to be and what do you believe uh the the title it speaks for itself but out of your thinking about it what have you come to believe about reinventing yourself what are some of the properties that belong to that well there there are several components of it w- one component of it is is my own physical healing that is a component of um and and within that component of defining for myself exactly what healing is and I've come to understand that healing for me is taking the path away from pain that um, for me it really healing is not using a wheelchair versus not using a wheelchair that's that's not healing Uh, because I, I know some people who are incredibly healed and they're quadriplegic and and I, I talk about one one of those people in in the book. Oh, I, okay, okay, hold it. Okay, oh my. All right. I love. Okay, take away the path. The, go back the path to healing. Yes. What does that mean? Well, for me, it's an intentional path that you you see something in your life that is doesn't feel comfortable, isn't quite right, doesn't doesn't really fit and you look for ways to transform that so it is comfortable so it does work so it fits so it it's a source of joy and energy instead of a source of pain and this is the example of the quadriplegic that you talked about um that person troy uh he is quadriplegic so by society standards you know uh, they they may look at him one way, but the Troy that I know is an athlete, and the Troy that I know actually, uh, well, we we were having a conversation, and I was whining about, oh, you know, I keep having these MS flares. I have to keep learning how to walk. I spend all this time and energy learning how to walk. I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm not going to put energy into that anymore. Whine, 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 and um. And while we were having this conversation, I was reaching for my keys, and my muscles did not want to do that stretch. So I contracted just very, very hard and violently, and I flipped over in my wheelchair. I mean, actually did a somersault, ended up kind of on my head next to a bookcase. And um, uh, Troy wheeled out to my living room to see me upside down with my wheelchair on top of me, and he started laughing. It is comical. Yes, he started laughing, and he, he helped me get up. And get into my wheelchair. Um, so it takes a healed person to do that, <laughs> to see the humor in that. Yeah. And and to help me get up. Absolutely. So, so is the the book that you wrote? Yes. Is this a combination of stories, or just your personal journey? Or is it a combination of other people's journey with you? It it's it's my journey, and I also interviewed some people who had their own journeys, um, like um, Ha Tran, who is uh, who immigrated here from Vietnam. Um, she fled the country when the the communists took over, and uh, she talks about how she went from being. Uh, really a spoiled self-centered person uh, in Vietnam who lived a life of privilege to coming here not 
knowing a word of English and her transformation to being a caring, loving person who, who learned English and made herself um, uh, get educated uh, to be an example for her children. So this book is also about transformation. Yes, it is. And the interesting th- thing that I am pulling from that is is that sometimes in the comfort of the way their life is is painful. Sometimes it is easier to sit in that space than to push past that. And for you, you push past that. As you said to your friend Troy, I'm not going to try to relearn to walk again. I'm not going to do this here. I'm just going to allow it to be. But in the, something that incident of flipping over, something yes. in him helping you, supported you in, the, in having the courage to say, I don't know what's going to happen. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go through this here. Yeah. Again. Yeah, and uh, um, reinvention or transformation or change, what whatever word you want to use, is so important because when you have the courage to reinvent yourself, you give other people permission to reinvent themselves. And it's a part of this your work in this book and bringing it out and open. Yes. It's for people to give them. And a lot of times that's really all we need is permission. Yes. Permission to do what we need, want to do. Yes. Yes. And so where are you at now with the book? Is it available to people? Well, um, the book is almost available. It will be available a week from Monday on um, the Facebook fan page for the book. Mm-hmm. A week from Monday is uh, March the... March the 10th. March the 10th. March the 10th. It will be available on Facebook, Creative Reinvention, How to Craft a Heartmate Life. Go on Facebook, uh, find the, find that fan page and like it if you, if you so choose. And, and you can, you'll be able to purchase the book there as well as Amazon.com. You're listening to Elaine Shelley uh, talk about her new work based on her 20 years experience dealing with a chronic illness. Uh, Elaine is a writer, crafter, and coach, and again, is my co-host. If you have thoughts of your own transformations, it doesn't necessarily have to be one that is physical. It could be emotional. Um, do join a conversation as my co-host uh, if there's a question that you'd like to ask or to bring uh, your thoughts to the table. Because, again, there may be someone out there that is waiting for mission and sometimes just someone nodding and saying I did it this was my journey uh, and transformation will certainly we deeply are in that process in the 21st century can you read us an excerpt of uh, your writing to give us a sense of the, not just the story but your style of writing yes I'd love to I'd love to and tell us what you're going to read uh, I am reading um, from um uh, chapter six. It's called "Checking the GPS: How I Inre- Re- How I Reinvented My Health." I learned many lessons in the years I was ill. Mainly, I learned that who I am is not contingent upon what I do or what I have. I had prided myself in my education and my budding career as a journalist. I was the one who wrote well and worked long hours. I was the one with a promising career. Soon after I became ill, I was no longer that one with a promising career, so I had to find out who I really was. That was a process of unpeeling layers, like an onion, as Shrek might say. At first I thought I was the articulate one with the intellect. I may not have the promising career anymore, but I was the well-spoken smart girl. 
Then I lost my intellect. I went to the grocery store and was unable to count change. I had a handful of coins and held them out to the cashier. She picked through them to get what she needed and acted as if this was an everyday occurrence. It might have been an everyday occurrence for her, but I was mortified. I started exercising my mind using computer games, but knew I couldn't rely on my intellect to be part of my identity. I simply shortened my list. Instead of being the articulate smart girl, I was simply the articulate girl. I didn't say much because it might betray the holes in my intellect, but when I did speak, it was clearly spoken. Then I awoke one morning with pain and numbness in my face. My speech was halting and slurred. It sounded as if I had been drunk for several days. My doctor called in a medication that would help, help with the facial pain. I went to the pharmacy and asked for my prescription. The technician who was processing my insurance and the payment for the prescription heard my speech and must have assumed I was deaf. He asked me very loudly and slowly, Where do you work? I was beginning to see the humor in my falsely placed sense of identity. Oh. But that didn't stop me from finding other ego-centered ways of being. Perhaps I couldn't be the articulate smart girl. I could be the in-control girl. I'm sure the universe is still laughing at me at that one. Picture me being in control while holding a mug of hot tea. I realize tremors are about to start and hand the tea over to Denise, who is sitting close by. I hand off the mug just as my arm retracts above and behind my head in the opposite direction. Now tell me, Elaine, what are you in control of? Oh, first of all, the writing is exquisite. Thank you. And I say that knowing that we're, taught, we're walking through your personal journey, and I've known you for years and and so I want to ask this question as we listen to this beautiful language hear your story of courage of uh, transformation one of the things in our culture right now people are looking at is what we call the shadow side the dark side yes what was one of your lowest moments and I know that's a common way to say it but what can you think about a moment that you were inside of that didn't feel like it had any doors or windows to come out of? Yes. And I only ask that not because I'm the nosy neighbor or I want to break <laughs> in and read your journal, but I ask that because I know there are people every day, every moment that go through that, those moments that they there's no doors, no windows, where there's a physical and emotional pain. And so you who... I'm bringing your brilliance and your love to serve. I ask you, what was it like? Well, well, thank you for asking that question because um, for people in my life who see this part of the story, you know, I think it is important for them to know that other part. Um, and that other part um, happened, um, I was in um, a rehab hospital and I had just um, I had just left uh, nursing home care for the first time, and um, I was I was devastated that I had to go to a nursing home, and you know a forty year old woman, and and I it was just devastating. Um, 
and I was having another uh, acute MS flare. I was back in the rehab hospital. Um, part of the way that uh, MS manifested itself in me at that time was that I had severe muscle tremors and um, would just shake and shake and shake and shake and shake. And um, on this one particular day, I the I couldn't control the tremors. The, taking all the medication, doing all the things I was supposed to do, couldn't control the the tremors I was physically exhausted and mentally exhausted and I called for the nurse um, I was have dif- difficulty speaking on that day I called for the nurse um, the aide come in came in asked me what I wanted I couldn't express what I wanted I just said nurse so she went and got the nurse and I couldn't express to the nurse what I wanted but I knew that I was going to start tremoring so violently that it was going to push me into the pads on the side of my bed they put seizure pads on the sides of my bed to keep me from hurting myself but um, if I couldn't keep my face out of the seizure pads then I would suffocate so um, uh, somehow the nurse understood what I wanted and needed and she just held my shoulder while I shook and kept my face out of the side pads of the bed and kept me from suffocating and I think I think that was it that was that was probably my lowest point because it felt like all I had to do was just let go and I would be gone I would make my transition out of this life Um, but it wasn't time wasn't time for that yet We're going to take a music break, and uh, as we get ready to do that, I want to invite you to call in and join the conversation and to share your experience or ask a question. The number to call is 510-848-4425, and outside of the 510 error code 800-958-9008. We'll be right back. listen to Gregory Joe Blesso and that's from his CD and that song was called Grandma dedicated to his grandmother and he's a local artist today we're featuring local artists who's doing their work their intentional uh, work out here that we hope trans 
gives you transformations or just, you know what, the simple pleasure of hearing something wonderful today to encourage you. So Elaine, we're listening to Elaine Shelley, who is a writer, crafter, and a coach, author of Creative Reinvention. And uh, we're talking today about her 20 years experience of living with a chronic illness and reinventing herself. So fast forward to today. Yes. After parts of the dramas that you shared uh, with us, the medical dramas, what's it like to love after all of that? Like, what's that? Like, in the image, in my head, it's... What does love look like to you now in your relationship? Because... Maureen didn't know you through that whole journey. No, she didn't. Or the dark moments, mm-hmm. or the light moments, or the dancing moments, or the trembling moments. What's it like loving right now? What is th- this? Did it teach you anything, inform your heart, your spirit to love? Well, it, 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 it did teach me a lot. Um, one, I feel like I have been given a clean slate. I mean, an absolutely clean slate to um, interact with with someone um, not as a person with with a, a chronic progressive physical illness, but just as Elaine. We have someone who wants to join a conversation uh, from San Rafael, and I think it's a Nina. Hello. Yeah. Hi. Hi. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Did uh, Did I say your name right, a Nina? Yes. Hi, how you doing? So uh, you're on the air. Do you have a question or a thought for Elaine? Yeah, I. This was just an incredible synchronicity because I literally had just pulled off the road to let my brain do it. I have a very mild seizure disorder, and I've been fighting it. I don't like the word illness. I don't like the word chronic. I don't want to. I don't want to accept that. And just, I was just really surrendering to to it and to learn from it and to move towards it and to love myself and love my brain and allow it to do what it needs to do. And I got back on the road feeling really replenished and, and like I just hit this important turning point. Mm-hmm. And then I turned on the radio and was listening and it was just such an incredible affirmation of the shift I just made in relationship to my own body. Oh, my so gosh. Wanted- oh, my gosh. I want you, you, I want you to listen for a second. I want you to hear a sound I'm going to make, okay? Yeah. Okay, here we go. (laughs) That is so for you and your affirmation. Absolutely, my dear. Absolutely. And so... Uh, Elaine, tell our, our new, your new friend, or someone you have in, that is connected to you spiritually right now. Again, Facebook, how would she be to get more information? Um, join the reinvention community on Facebook. We are at Creative Reinvention, How to Craft a Heart Made Life. And, and what you described, um, Anina, is, is what I would call healing in that, you know, you had, you had this this thought this idea that your body was failing you and and in a moment you turned that around and it it it's not a failure it's 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 just a part of who you are isn't that beautiful and to think anina you as people listening know that you were driving pulled over to do an affirmation for you and now this has occurred i want to thank you for that she said 
Uh, Elaine, as we go into closing, we have about another minute. Can you read a, another minute of your excerpt of your work? Um, sure. I'll, I'll finish the, the passage that I was, yes. I was reading. I came to see that who I, who I am did not depend on how smart I am or how well I spoke. Who I am depends upon my ability to be a reflection of the, the divine that's inside all of us. I discovered over the years that I can consciously and intentionally be a reflection of the divine whether or not I can speak or think clearly or whether or not I am in control of my body. I can be a reflection of the divine as long as I am alive. Once I finally learned it, learned this, it was time for me to let the vehicle for learning go. Illness had been the vehicle for learning this lesson and now the lesson was learned. It was time for me to allow myself to be done with this lesson. It was time for me to be well. Mm. Now, you were writing before you wrote this book. Yes. What kind of writing were you doing? Um, I've done journalism. I've I've done um, other forms of creative nonfiction about other areas of my life. And uh, I've written quite a bit of poetry. Quite a bit of poetry. Yes. And now in terms of your coaching, what type of coaching do you do for our listeners who may want to have that conversation with you? Um, I work with people who, who want to craft their own reinventions and need um, need a cheerleader um, and need an accountability partner and need a community that's, that's supportive of that. Um, a lot of times when you are crafting reinvention, you, you do empower others, but not everybody wants to make that journey. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you have to form new relationships and new friendships. And they can get hold of you. They can get hold of me, a hold of me through uh, Facebook, send me a private message on the creative reinvention, how to craft the Heart Made Life fan page, and we can, we can get together via phone and, and talk. Absolutely. So as we go out, we're going to have one uh, another song by a local artist. Uh, I want to thank my guest today and our caller, Elaine Shelley. You will listen to her as a writer talk about her new book that will be out March 10th. And she gave you the Facebook information. Please go there. And our final music break we'll have will be Mel- Melanie Damore. And I will see you next time on Cover to Cover Open Book. I've been your host, Javelin. And I want to thank Wesley for being our engineer. Thank you for listening.